Good morning. Today, we will analyze increasing tensions between the USA and Beijing over the World Health Organization's COVID investigations in China. We will then revisit Myanmar, which continues to bear the brunt of Western sanctions as protests against the military coup escalate. And we will finally discuss the Yemen famine in light of the US's newly adapted policy aimed at ending the country's civil war. Today is Thursday, the 18th of February. I am Aronava, and you're listening to The Leader's Brief by Ego Monk. After landing in Wuhan, the Chinese city believed to be the epicenter of the COVID-19 pandemic on January 14th, the World Health Organization's 13-member team recently concluded the two-week-long investigation on the origins of the 2019 coronavirus. The team had spent the initial two weeks in quarantine, during which period they stayed in communication with their colleagues and Chinese counterparts via video conferencing. First reported from China in 2019, the SARS-CoV-2 virus has changed the dynamics of the world while making it wary of the possibility of such a scenario, and understanding its origins would arm scientists with the ability to prepare for a similar outbreak in the future. This remains one of the primary reasons, according to the World Health Organization, to try and understand where and how the outbreak first began. Not only did the coronavirus pandemic cripple health infrastructure, but it also caused immense economic pressure on the global market and later took a political stand. The COVID-19 outbreak created fresh friction between the world's two largest economies, the USA and China. Washington, under former President Donald Trump, tried to blame Beijing for allowing the spread of the deadly pandemic. Despite a change in the US presidentship, Chinese actions on autonomous Hong Kong and the Uyghur-populated Xinjiang region in 2020 meant that the likeliness of better China-US ties remained slim. Thus, despite being purely scientific in nature, the WHO's Wuhan mission could not escape its political position, and recent rhetoric by the Chinese and US governments attest to that fact. But before analyzing the political nature of the mission, let us first look at the WHO's findings that concluded with the February 9th press conference. Peter Ben Emberich, who led the 13-member team, praised China's cooperation during the four-week investigation and ruled out the possibility of the virus originating in a Chinese laboratory. The hypothesis on such a possibility had caused quite a stir through 2020, and voices advocating the same are unlikely to become quite all of a sudden. But ruling out the Chinese lab hypothesis and saying that the possibility will not be investigated further is not the reason that the WHO's findings continue to face criticism from several global bodies. But ruling out the Chinese lab hypothesis and saying that the possibility will not be investigated further is not the reason that the WHO's findings continue to face criticism from several global bodies. Instead, the fact that the WHO's findings are very similar to China's initial reporting on the origins of the virus has become a matter of contention. The WHO team said that the possibility of the virus arriving in Wuhan through frozen food imports, suggesting the virus originated outside Chinese territory, will be thoroughly investigated. Chinese state media has time and again reported that the virus had originated elsewhere and reached Wuhan through frozen food imports. The possibility of bats being a likely source also remains open for further probe. Meanwhile, the United States has said that the Biden administration wasn't involved in the planning and implementation of the WHO investigation and wants to take an independent review of its findings and underlying data. The US's statement comes in light of China denying access to some data to the WHO team, as has been suggested by several media reports. The decision to review the WHO findings brings forth the Biden administration's stand on its greatest competitor, China, and it should be expected that the USA will continue pressuring Beijing on its trade and political practices. The decision to review the WHO findings brings forth the Biden administration's stand on its greatest competitor, China, and it should be expected that the USA will continue pressuring Beijing on its trade and political practices. The possibility of China playing a role in Myanmar's military coup has opened up several conspiracy theories, 
and Beijing's neutral position in the matter is acting against its relations with Western forces. But putting aside unproven allegations, even though China has refused to opt out of the United Nations Human Rights Council's resolution condemning the military takeover of Myanmar's government, the situation in Myanmar is a matter of concern for Beijing as well. China has made huge investments in Myanmar and hopes the country to serve as an important transit point for its Belt and Road Initiative. Among major projects, China has invested heavily on a railroad linking the Chinese border town of Ruili with Mandalay in Myanmar and a deep sea port at Kakpu on the Bay of Bengal. Beijing's heavy investments would make it wary of reacting to government changes in a country before completely understanding the nature in which Chinese interests would be affected. Thus, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wang Wenbin's comment on February 1st when the coup was orchestrated, stating that Beijing noted what was happening in Myanmar and are in the process of further understanding the situation, comes as no surprise. Myanmar has also been working towards trending ties with other neighboring countries to decrease dependency on Beijing, and influence of Western forces in structuring democratic rule in the country have increased Chinese concerns. Though China remains Myanmar's largest trading partner, its biggest foreign investor in 2020 was Singapore. However, the present coup does provide Beijing an edge in maintaining more influence on the South Asian country. Meanwhile, anti-China slogans have united with chants against Myanmar's military, the Tatmadaw, as protests continue to flare up in all major cities across the country despite a military crackdown. The United Nations Human Rights Investigator for Myanmar has urged the UN Security Council to consider imposing punitive sanctions, arms embargoes, and travel bans on the country. After New Zealand, the USA has imposed sanctions on high-ranking officials of Myanmar and urged other UN member states to follow suit. The Tatmadaw has, however, refused to release civilian leaders or recognize Aung San Suu Kyi's government that they believe came to power through fraudulent elections. The situation is expected to escalate in coming weeks, with the likeliness of more sanctions being imposed on Myanmar. Among other major policies being adopted by the one-month-old Biden administration, the USA has decided to revoke designations of Yemeni's Houthi rebels as a terrorist group. The development is in line with President Joe Biden's campaign promise of ending forever wars in the Arab world. Yemen has been plagued with famine since 2016, two years after a civil war between the internationally recognized Abdur Rabbu Mansur Hadi government and the Iran-backed Houthi rebels. In 2016, the United Nations had estimated that only one fourth of Yemenis had access to safe drinking water and sanitation. By the end of 2018, the UN estimated that nearly 16 million Yemenis were near starvation, and last year, over 350,000 children in the country were reportedly suffering from malnutrition. The classification of Houthi rebels as terrorists would have prevented any aid from reaching areas controlled by the Iran-backed group, including capital Sanaa. The development comes as a welcome move for the war-torn nation and may allow room for talks to happen to decide on a peaceful solution to the crisis. The Yemeni government is presently backed by a Saudi Arabia-led coalition, and the U.S.'s decision is expected to lay the foundation of the Biden administration's policies in regard to Riyadh. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com, that is i n s i g h t s . e g o m o n k . c o m, to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact@egomong.com. At